Some years ago, I served in a church in South Tampa named Christ the King. And we used to celebrate baptism after the 11 o'clock mass in the small chapel. It was an intimate place. You could probably have three or four families there. Well, one particular Sunday, um, as the families were filing into the chapel with the babies and their white garments, uh, a couple was walking into the church and with their five-year-old daughter. And as they were coming into the next mass, actually, in another part of the building, she was watching these babies come in with their families. And she whispered to her mom, there's going to be a birth in there. <laughs> I thought to myself, out of the mouths of babes, how right she is. Yes, there's going to be a birth in there. These children are about to be reborn in the sacrament of baptism to become the gift of eternal life and to become part of God's family in the church. Our baptistry here at St. Jude's is beautiful, cruciform, and it's right here, as you notice, by the doors of the church. So as you walk into the church, you see the baptistry right in front of you filled with water, and beyond it is the altar as a great symbol to all of us that it's only through baptism that we come to the table of the Lord. And if you look closely in our baptistry, you'll see that there are three steps down, closest to the door, and then three steps up on the other side. This is symbolic of ancient baptistries in Rome, and those three steps symbolize the three days that Jesus was in the tomb. So as we walk into our baptism, as we step down into the pool, we're dying to our sins. And as we rise after being baptized, those three steps, we rise to new life in Jesus Christ. Baptism marks us. It's, it's a there's a character to it. It's like being sealed on our soul. In the ancient times, they definitely had an understanding of being sealed um, or having a mark on you. It marked you for life. And baptism marks us for eternal life. We are God's children, and no one can take that away. What's a beautiful thing that happens after baptism, it's one of my favorite parts. You'll see next to the baptistry, the Easter candle. It's a large white candle that's decorated with a cross. And there's five incense pins sticking out. Those are for the five wounds of Christ. This candle is blessed and prepared on the Easter vigil. And into a darkened church in that beautiful ceremony on, on the night right before Easter, this lit candle comes into the church, the light of Christ. And then we take our light from the lighted candle and the whole church lights up with the light of Christ. It's such a powerful symbol of the reality of grace. I know when I was baptized in 1957, I've seen pictures of it. My mother saved the bulletin where my name is in it. But I don't think they gave out candles back then. But there is a part of the ceremony where you light the candle and it's given to the baptized or to the godparent if it's a child. And these beautiful words are said, 
This light is entrusted to you to be kept burning brightly. Receive the light of Christ. You have been enlightened by Christ and are to walk always as a child of the light. May you keep the flame of faith alive in your heart. And when the Lord comes, may you go out to meet him with all the saints in the heavenly kingdom. Now, some people ask the question, why do Catholics baptize infants? Other Christian churches wait for people to become at least adolescent or adult before they're baptized. Why do we do it as infants? Well, all the Christian churches would agree that baptism is totally a gift. You can't merit your baptism. I can't deserve to be baptized. That's totally God's gift. For us as Catholics, it comes from the idea of being a family. You know, you think about the Catholic churches in Rome, Italy. I mean, Italian culture, a lot of cultures in the world are very big on family. And you can you imagine a family having a child? Let's say the little girl's name is Lauren. And you say, well, we're going to give her the name Lauren. But we're not going to give her our last name of Archard until she grows up. We'll let her decide when she grows up whether she wants to be one of our family. That's craziness. No one would do that. As soon as we're born, we're born into the family. That's the reason we as Catholics baptize our children. They already have the gift of faith because they're born into a family of faith. Now, our response, whether we're baptized as a baby or as an adult, the response is going to be up to us eventually. Do I accept that gift? Do I live it out? But it's a free gift all the way. So how can I be the light of Christ? That's, you know, what I'd love to do in this talk is not just have you think about baptism for this moment or even for this day, but that really for maybe this year to think about what does it mean to be baptized in Jesus Christ? It meant a lot to him. Jesus was baptized by John in the River Jordan. And, you, and a lot of people have said, why would Jesus have to be baptized? There's no sin to wash away. He's already divine. There's no family to join. Why would he be baptized? Well, the fathers of the church in hundreds of years ago thought that the reason Jesus was baptized is not that the water makes him holy, but that by being baptized, he makes the water holy. The waters of baptism that we all receive as we follow him. And so we're called to hold that light. They say that standard bearers in ancient battles, they'd pick the most brave soldier to be the standard bearer. Because obviously the other side is going to try to knock that flag down to break the morale of the army that's coming against them. So they chose the bravest person to carry the flag. And they would hold that flag. And you can see in the old oaths that were taken by the standard bearers, even if they got injured, they would cover the injury with the flag and continue to fight. And if they were going to die and they had no way to continue to battle, they would wrap themselves with the flag. They were willing to give their life for what they believed. Well, if they did it in battle, isn't it that much more important to do it for Christ. Let his light shine through me to others. And we do that in so many ways. 
through our kindness to others, through our forgiveness, through our real willingness to help those most in need. We live in a time of great darkness and turmoil and confusion. How much we need today to be the light. You know, you hold a candle in the middle of a lighted church. You, you don't, we don't, we all, we all see. But if there's darkness and I'm holding that candle, then the people around me will follow. They're not following me. They're following the one I'm following. They're following Christ. You know, when I went to the Holy Land in 1995, we went to the River Jordan, and I was excited to see this spot or this river where John was baptizing. When we got there, it was in March. It was cold. Water was cold. There were about a 100 people there. And there were many who were dressed in white garments, and no doubt their minister was with them, and they were being immersed. They were being baptized in the River Jordan. They were immersed three times, and I baptize you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. I was like, wow, over 2,000 years later, and the River Jordan is still alive with Christ and with his grace and with this life of baptism.